Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about purifying, how God purifies us, and then the part that we have to play in that. You know, when we come to God, we come as sinners. We come as a nature of a sinner. The Bible says uh, children of wrath and children of destruction and children of unrighteousness. So we come as as really children of the devil, uh, of the nature of Satan, as harsh as that sounds. When you're born again, you could be born again into a Christian family. You're born again without the nature. You're born into this world without the nature of God. But when you get born again, when you receive Jesus, your nature changes. And that's what salvation is. Salvation isn't just the Lord forgiving you of your sins. Salvation is the Lord changing who you are. In the old covenant, they had their sins forgiven. Uh, their sins were covered you know, through sacrifice, but their nature changed. And that's why no one could go to heaven because their nature hadn't changed. So when G- when Jesus came and died, it was his crucifixion that made it that, that we could have a new nature. We could be children of God. You know, if God just forgave us, we would still be of the nature of the devil. So you don't go to heaven because your sins are forgiven. You go to heaven because you're of the nature of God. And that's really the foundation for everything. I'm a child of God, so I can stand on the word for my healing because it's against my nature to stay sick. God redeem me from sickness and and so on and so forth. So we come to God uh, unclean. And what God does is when we get born again, he instantly saves us. Our, Our spirit man is made new. He takes out a stony heart. He puts in a heart of flesh. But there is a process that happens afterwards. It's a process of purification that happens because we still, in many cases, people still have tendencies to sin. And so there's a process, and it's really both, it's two sides. There's our part to play, and then there's God's part to play. So I want to read you a couple, couple of scriptures. I'm going to start by reading from uh, Malachi chapter 3, uh, verse 2, and it says, But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner. And purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. The reason why he purifies us is so that he can use us to, first of all, so that we can belong to him. We can we can uh, come and be his, we can belong to him, but then also that we can offer sacrifices unto him. And that's not just, talk, obviously, this isn't talking about coming and offering a lamb, but our works can be acceptable unto him. Titus chapter 2, verse 14 says, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession. The reason he purifies us is so that we can be his possession. We can be untainted. We can be like him. So we can be unspotted by the flesh. So there's a purification that takes place. He purifies for himself uh, people for his own possession who are zealous for good works so that we belong to him and so that he can use us for his glory. You know, if you've dipped your fingers in mud and then you go around touching things, everything gets muddy. So the purification process is that while we're stained with sin, he, he gives us a new heart, but then our soulish realm, he purifies. And so you'll find yourself when you get born again, you may still desire to go out and party and to drink and to do these things. But as God purifies you, you'll find that you don't desire those things anymore. The purification process really lasts our whole lifetime. But God purifies us and and makes it where our motives are pure and our desires are pure. And the things that we desire aren't what we used to desire. You know, there's many born-again Christians who have never crucified the flesh. They never purified themselves. 
And so they're five, ten years into being born again, but they've always been lukewarm. They've always allowed sin in their life. They've, they, they're backslidden. And their desires still line up with the world's desires. And so I want you, I want to, I want you to see what the Bible has to say about that. So 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, and it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. So there's a responsibility on our side to purify ourselves. So the question becomes, well, okay, how do I do that? Psalms 119, let me read this to you here. Verse 9, it says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the word. By guarding it according to the word. Verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. The purification process starts with the word. You know, the word is powerful. The Bible says the word of, is like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. So what happens is when you read the word and meditate in the word and make the word your daily bread, even as you listen to this podcast and the word of God comes forth, your mind gets purified. You know, there's people who come into the kingdom of God and people just over the course of life who see things they shouldn't see, who say things they shouldn't say, who become defiled on the inside. There's people whose consciences get seared. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, there can be a taintedness that comes to the inside of somebody. And so what God does is he purifies and he purifies, first of all, by the word of God. He purifies, you know, there's images that could be in your mind that, that you could pop up in, you know, in your memory but that the Lord will wash away from your mind, that as you read the word, the Lord will wipe away those images. That's the purification of the word. The Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. So, so he does that. I'm going to read Ephesians 5, 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word. So obviously the word is available, but for us it's to attend to that word, as as, Philipp, as Proverbs 4.20 says, incline your ear to that saying. If you find yourself troubled in your mind, it's up to you to, to meditate in the word of God. Spend time in the morning, spend time at night meditating in the word of God. Jesus said in John 15.3, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. So the word is powerful and it has a washing and a cleansing the word is represented by water, and water is there to cleanse and purify and wash, and the fire is there to purify and refine. So the word is first, and then the fire. When you call out to God and you say, God, I want you to burn in my heart. Lord, burn out these wrong desires. Burn out these desires of, of sin. You know, Paul said something that's key in Hebrews 13. He said, we are in all things willing to live honestly. So you have to ask yourself, am I willing to live honestly? Is my heart's cry, Lord, as much as within my power, for, the, for now until you come back, Lord, I don't want to ever sin again. I'm not planning sin. Iniquity is when you have sin that's planned or you've set up, you know, you know, I'm probably got this girl's number in my phone. I'll probably text later on and see if she wants to. You, you do things like that. And that's iniquity that sits in the heart. You know, I might just go ahead and go watch this thing over here that I shouldn't watch. I mean, you know, I may go over here and, and, and do this over there. And it's a plan for the future. That's iniquity that a purification process comes. Really, as you cry out to God and say, God, I want my life to be pleasing to you. I want to be fully pleasing. I don't want to even have the, I want to even hate the garment that's spotted by the flesh. And so the purification process happens when you come willingly to the Lord and you say, Lord, I give you my life, but purify me. 
and you spend time in the word and you'll see the change that happens where, you know, there were times where you desired sin and sin was a, you know, you, you looked forward to going out and, and, and sinning and now it repulses you. I mean, I can't believe, I can't believe I did that. So God wants you to submit and really yield yourself to him to say, Lord, you, you place your life on the altar. Hebrews, excuse me, Romans chapter 12. Let me read to you here. Romans chapter 12. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and and perfect. And so you have the appeal to present your body as a living sacrifice unto God so that God can purify you. So he does the purification process, but we do the presenting of ourselves. He has the word, but we do the presenting of ourselves. And watch, you, you, you allow the Lord to, the things that trouble you in your mind won't trouble you anymore. God will purify you. The word is like a fire that breaks the rock into pieces. It doesn't matter what hindered you before. You don't have to hold on to what hindered you before. You can make it that God will come and purify you so that you don't have to be, be, have, a, have these evil desires in your heart. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. You know, there's people who've seared their consciences, and I've talked about that before on here, but that you cry out to God and you say, God, you know, if you find yourself desiring so much of the world, desiring fleshly things, desiring sin, Take some time, close yourself in a room for a day or two days and just cry out to God, God, purify my life. Lord, let my desires lead, let my desires match up with your desires for me. You know, your heart loves the Lord. The, the, the heart that God gave you doesn't default to run away from the Lord. I know the Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked, but that's without God. God said in Ezekiel 36, 26, I would take out the stony heart. So the born again heart desires to serve the Lord, pulls towards the Lord but the flesh and, the, and, and temptation and sin. And so even as Christians, you can get a taste for sin where you're lying, you find yourself lying, you find yourself compromised, you find yourself going after guys or going after girls, you find yourself in a situation where that has more of appeal than anything else. And that's the time when you come to Lord and say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm not playing games anymore. Lord, I want you to do a purifying work where I desire to please you, where it's not difficult to serve you. It's not difficult to worship you. It's not difficult to win souls. It's not di- my, my, my heart's cry and desire is, Lord, I want to please you. I want you to be happy with me. I want you to be, I want you to be, uh, I want you to uh, give me a thumbs up on my, on, on my lifestyle. And so the Lord does the cleansing part, but then we also do our side. Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit. And so when you spend time in the presence of God, you know, being in the anointing, they say you are who you, you become like who you hang around. You know, that's why we're made for the presence of God. You spend time in the presence of God and you'll become more like the Lord. And so there's a decision that we make to purify ourselves. And then the Lord does the process as we present ourselves to be made pure. The Bible talks about the blood of Jesus that purifies us in Hebrews 9. The blood of Jesus that purifies us from from defilements of the flesh. I'll read it to you here. It says, Much more than will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. 
There's things that you may have grown up in a family where certain things were okay, but then you start reading the Bible and the Holy Ghost will convict you. Hey, that music's not okay. Hey, alcohol's not okay. Hey, these things are not okay. And all of a sudden, you'll start to switch it up and you'll say, man, you know, I'm, I want to serve the Lord. I want my life to be pleasing to God. You know, God will make it that you really desire the things of God more than anything else. But are you presenting yourself? Are you presenting yourself to the Word? Are you presenting yourself to the Spirit of God? Are you putting yourself in a place to seek God and cry out to God and say, God, do a work on the inside of me? You have to get hungry for yourself. God can't get hungry for you. Others can't get hungry for you. To pray a prayer like, Lord, make me hungry is not scriptural. He said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So you do the drawing first. Lord, purify me. Burn in my heart, Lord. Let my desires change. Lord, I know people my age are going after all these things, but Lord, I'm not like people my age. Lord, I serve you. I live by the standard of the Bible. Lord, purify me as as you've purified those before me. Lord, purify me as you purified the Apostle Paul. Purify me as as you said you do in your word. Lord, make me clean and pure, able to do good works, a vessel purified unto your use, Lord, that I would be your peculiar possession. The Lord is looking to purify us so that our lives can be pleasing to Him. And you'll see, life is much better on the other side. Peace of mind, peace, you know, calmness of heart, good motives, right desires. The Lord will give you the desires of your heart. He'll put in clean, pure desires. Lord, come and purify and do a work on the inside of me. Father, I pray for everyone listening, Lord. I thank you that what you've begun, you will complete to the day of Christ. Lord, I thank you as they press into you that you reward them, that you meet them. Lord, thank you for your great love for us and how you've always been good to us and taken care of us. We love you. We honor you in Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.